or you you love the person or the instrument it's to be comfortable and that's that what always uh, always was i was from the very first moment till now i'm very comfortable with my instrument so yes maybe we're talking about love yeah love at first sight let's do it let's call it that way yes in this episode i'm talking to harpist alexander boldachev Alexander. Yes, hello. Hi, how are you? Well, could be better. I just left Russia yesterday. And mm. I supposed to go I supposed to go to Zurich today, but in Istanbul everything is closed. I'm in the airport for four days. So What? now I'm yeah, so now I'm stuck in Hilton in uh, um, Istanbul. Really? Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it that you still uh, took the time to speak to me in this sure. very difficult um, situation. Yeah. So um, what were you in, uh, doing in Russia uh, before you left? Uh, before I left, uh, well, actually, I played my... For now, the last concert, I don't know how it will be later, but uh, since uh, 24th of February, it was really difficult to concentrate on something because it's it's not only about it's not only about the war. We, we, we had wars, but it's about just the unity of the people and the future of uh, all of our countries, not only Ukraine, but also Russia and Belarus. So it's... Uh, It's a huge strategy and I don't know how much time that will take. Mm. To, to repair all the um, the relationships as well. First of all, first of all, to get out of the situation and how we will get out of this situation because uh, um, right now the um, this kind of mood, I understand there is, uh, of course, a lot of... Uh, repressions against Russians also outside the countries, you know, they're uh, banning the artists, they're uh, banning the relations. And uh, I understand it's it's like this uh, cancel culture, culture, yes, you know, like yeah. when uh, it's it's normal, everybody wants to participate somehow. So they they doing in their in their possibilities, even, you know, uh, banning the cats, cats from Russia to participating in the show. I, it's it's stupid. It's yeah. uh, not logical, uh, but it's um, it's it's how it is. And uh, now most important is how we get out of the situation uh, uh, right now and how we rebuild it in the future. Mm. I saw on Instagram, actually, uh, this caught my eye is where you stood um, playing the harp and you were accompanied by a, a guitarist. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. that was that was exactly what we were working on uh, during uh, the, this time when the, everything happened. And we had recording on 25th and 26th of February. And that was really difficult to work because, you know, uh, even, even if you are an artist, musician, and you get in this kind of mood, you feel like the music is not 
necessarily needed you know you you play yeah. the music but it sounds like uh a bit alien like out of this world a bit mm. it's 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 good it's good to keep going so we we did this recordings and this uh wonderful artist um uh alexander misko he is from krasnodar and this is the south of russia and he even couldn't get the flight to from st petersburg to krasnodar because uh, all flights are also banned in that region so he was going on the train for two days and yeah it's it's difficult i i was i was just flying on the uh, from uh, moscow to istanbul and uh, that was a huge huge uh, flight with a lot of young people and uh, everybody are leaving now and i cannot uh i am it's of course it's uh, uh everybody living now from ukraine from the war and that's terrible but also from russia uh everybody has no they they don't see any future and for myself i know that uh um from outside now i can do much more for my country and to to uh somehow make the relations better as as am am staying in the, in russia yeah and um so what is the program for you now from here good good question well uh i still have some concerts and recordings like now i go to paris if the if the weather in istanbul will be better so yeah. i'm going to paris and uh, i play the concert with ukrainian musicians on the 15th then i have the recording of my album which was uh, uh, planned a long time ago and uh, then uh, i go to switzerland and uh, to do some uh, some things uh, also um a show the theater um the theater piece which i did uh, with uh, uh, a very famous russian actress um, chulpan hamatova and the my colleague saxophonist Veronika Kozhoharova and now you see there is also a problem of course to come from russia but also everybody afraid to you know to speak out loudly yeah. because uh, the repressions are keep going up and for example uh, it's it's very difficult to decide like if you want if we want to come on stage and if there will be a lot of people of course we want to bring our message together with us but uh it's also difficult to agree if everybody who are on stage are able to take this responsibility in and this danger in a way because yeah. uh, it's easy if you are in the united states or in europe but if you want would like to come back in russia especially in the nearest future it's it's quite uncomfortable you know to to speak to show your position and yeah. uh, don't nobody knows what kind of consequences could could come back and the april i supposed to be in russia i don't know what what that will be maybe you know maybe tomorrow we will wake up and talk to the new world and everything mm -hmm. will will go back to well it will not get back to normal but at least it will get on the on the way of uh, de-escalation and of you know progress of peace and recovery 
but maybe that will stay for a very long time mm -hmm. because for now, especially as uh, I'm, I'm in Russia all my life, more or less, uh, even I'm traveling all around. And I know that for uh, the for the head of Russia, for these people, it's uh, it's very difficult now, you know, to roll back something. Yeah, there is no no way to say, okay, sorry, it was a mistake. It's they, it will be still going on somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah, but anyway, artists are trying to show their uh, support, and you know, we very often we say that uh, the culture and music is uh, and art is out of politics. Mm -hmm. But it it cannot be like this. I mean, it's uh, it's just in some kind of uh, um, very in the perfect world we can uh, talk about the culture and the politics separately. But all the history of humanity, the art and the culture were a part of the politics. It was the cultural expansion. There were a lot of influence by the artists on the on the minds of people. So and now if we if we say that the, no I'm an artist, I'm just doing my job, I'm coming on stage and playing, it's uh, it's a kind of weak position because then uh, you're just putting yourself out of everything what happening and just saying okay I will let that happen. It's it's not my business. My business is to play music, but it cannot work like this anymore, at least in our situation. And I think the artists and the arts have a very a huge voice, you know, and uh, um, that's that responsibility as well. It's, you know, it's also um, very difficult for the artist because, mm -hmm. of course, uh, when you adore an artist, when you follow him, of course, his opinion and uh, his, um, his thoughts are very important and you 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 will share them you will follow that at least you will think about it but it's very difficult for the artists to to keep doing what they are doing and still be uh very conscious uh updated on the current political situation uh, most of the artists and i know a lot of artists they would like to say uh, their position but it's a very simple position and sometimes it's completely out of reality or, yeah. or they 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 just don't know the situation and they support their country which is which is all right but sometimes it's it's not right <laughs> it's yeah. it's uh, yeah. sometimes it's just yeah. uh and yes and sometimes the artist saying like we are just for all good against everything bad and this is also kind of a position which is which is which is normal, but it's not mm -hmm. changing anything. It's not mm -hmm. uh, motivating people to do something. Yeah. Well, this morning I actually heard a very interesting story on the news of a, um, a Ukrainian man whose father is in Russia, who uh, what is so. Um, uh, indoctrinated by the messages and things that he um, that he doesn't believe his son and and this man said that there's actually two victims in this war it's also it's the Ukrainians but it's also the Russians and it's also the musicians and the artists that are now like you say um, having to deal with all this uh, rejection 
uh, it's not only it's also Belarusians because I'm you know my uh, my parents uh, and grandparents they are coming from Belarus from Minsk from Gomel from Ukraine from Odessa from uh, and from Russia uh, from Volga region and mm-hmm. so I have uh, the blood from all this all these regions but the problem is uh, far beyond that it's this this fight is between the past and the future because uh, uh, a lot of people, especially the uh, especially the politicians, they want to keep what they're used for, and this is uh, all the structures from the 20th century. And uh, the people, uh, especially you know, with the revolution in Ukraine, revolution in in Belarus, and so on, so on they want to build their own future. Mm-hmm. So this is this is exactly this confrontation confrontation between the the people who want to stay in the past because they are comfortable there and they have all power there from from their past and people who want to build their own their own future and of course in Russia uh, there a lot of people are under propaganda uh, and propaganda is you know pro- propaganda is not the bad word every country uses the propaganda just in Russia we don't have uh, almost no any other source of information and that's uh, uh, that's of course making the people less informed and uh, of course more radical so uh, of course we need to I'm, I'm, I'm always talking with my friends with my parents with everybody just to not to say that okay look this is my position I want you yeah. to think like this but just to say like Look around. There is more information, more positions. Maybe you will find something for yourself, and that's that's much more important. Well, I think this is part of being an artist that you are more open-minded and that you question more and that you have that ability to think differently. Uh, no, well, not not always. You know, for like for example, if we talk about the Russia. Uh, a lot of artists they are working uh, um, in not internationally, especially the actors or singers. They sing and they act in Russian language. So uh, even if the instrumentalists like you know, pianist, harpist, they can go anywhere and it's the universal language. But the singer, uh, a, a especially pop singer, he he is just working in Russia, and he, it's much more dangerous situation because they cannot they cannot uh, either they speak speak out and stand out for their ideas. Or they have they have a war yeah. because there are a lot of uh, a lot of situations like this that today you say something somewhere in the media or on the social networks or on stage and next day all your concerts uh, cancelled you are out of the theater from the theater or some from somewhere well that that uh, that happens and uh, well what what we can do about it yeah that is so tragic really. Um, Alexander, tell me about your um, your start your as a as a harpist. What was it that made you interested in the harp when you were younger? 
basically the the harp itself. Uh, I I started very quickly. It was just maybe two months, two three months between the moment I touched the harp for the first time and the moment I was on the stage. And mm -hmm. so uh, yes, I was playing the piano before, but it was yeah. I was just I just turned six years old. And uh, then it was always like a like a big big part of the life, like a job, you know. Like well, you you have when you have the concerts and you you know that you need to prepare uh, that and then that festival and then that competition and so on, so on then uh, you don't think about do I like it or not or why I'm doing that and something you're just doing what you you must do and I think this is based on my story I think this is most natural way for musicians to get into the instrument because for a lot of a lot of young musicians it's anyway it's a hobby and then uh, later on they when they are already getting uh, older maybe around 15 or 18 they decide okay do i want to do that for the rest of the life and uh, uh, it's it's a really difficult question. Of course, now you know our teenager time is much more longer. Now yeah. up to thirty five, they're still young people, and they changing mm -hmm. the changing the subject of their profession. And they they're moving around and so on so on. So we, we don't have this huge pressure uh, from on our age. Yes, I'm I'm still yeah. I'm still young young musician. I'm thirty two now, but I'm still a young musician. Uh, but yes, but the harp was always uh, like like just uh, definitely the part of the life. Right now, I'm doing of course a lot of other things. I'm conducting, composing, arranging, uh, uh, producing uh, some shows. You know, doing different things. But the harp is like um, a tattoo. It's like uh, really? something what will stay always with me. It's just a part, uh, the natural part of me, like a mm -hmm. hand or head, or you know, like this. But so, so you went from playing the piano and then did you just see a harp or hear a harp? What was the initial attraction? Well, there were a professor uh, uh, for the harp in uh, St. Petersburg, um, Asya Varasyan. Uh, she's a very famous professor. She was a very famous professor. And as my mother is a professor for the piano, so she just uh, asked her if she wants to try uh, to try me um, to to proceed with the harp, and yeah. that's it was just like one um, one normal day. Nothing, nothing was. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was just you know like uh, uh, they were talking like just let's let's try. Okay, she said yeah. let's let's meet tomorrow with the harp. And tomorrow we went to the school. Uh, they showed me the harp. Uh, I um, I played something uh, a bit. They said okay, let's start education. We will see what will happen. And then it just happened so quickly. So I was not even uh, I couldn't concentrate on my feelings it was just a normal <laughs> routine uh, like a normal routine oh, yeah. so it wasn't like love at first sight mm, no it was well you know we I, I can say so because yeah. you know love love for me for me the love is to be comfortable with someone when yeah. you uh when you uh have um when you can totally 
um, be transparent and you know like uh, be inside some some person or subject or anything so if you love uh, i don't know the the god the country or you you love the person or the instrument it's to be comfortable and that's that's what always uh, always was i was from the very first moment till now i'm very comfortable with my instrument so yes maybe we're talking about love yeah yeah, love at first sight. Let's do it. Let's call it that way. That yes, okay, yes. <laughs> romantic, romantic. Very romantic, yeah. Are you a romantic person? No. Well, uh, I I know I'm I am a romantic uh, person in a way of uh, uh seeing the life and analyzing the life but i'm more like a logical person so okay. if i'm a ro romantic things are totally I illogical you okay. uh yeah so i'm uh, uh if if i feel something i'm trying to understand what exactly i'm feeling i'm trying always to put everything in the boxes so it's totally not romantic but okay. of course i i like very much romantic gestures because yeah. uh when it's when it's something happens which is very romantic like in a the movie then i like that, that very much but maybe it's not again not because i'm a romantic person but because i am i like to arrange something and like you know to produce the things so if i can do uh some kind of happening which yeah. will be very romantic i will be very happy about that oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and and the music you play um do you sometimes choose it because of that you know because maybe it sounds romantic or or do you just uh, what is your what is your choice or, or the genre that you like most um uh, you know uh it's the music is a language and uh, when you choosing the words which you want to say uh that's that's the, that's the same way that the same way i choose the music i want to play because i want to say something and i need the word for that or a phrase and then i see okay this music will um will tell the people exactly what i want to tell so i will learn it or i will arrange it or i will compose it if i cannot find this music so that's that's the that's the motivation always and all my i have now um i just made um for the france i still don't know if we will do that but i made the series of seven concerts one concert a day one hour of music uh, so it's seven hours of music and that plus minus my solo repertoire for now seven seven hours of solo solo music from different countries so uh, and it was everything that comes it's also rock pop music uh, baroque music classical my own compositions or compositions written for me but anyway uh, all this music is collected through the years uh just um, just uh, like my vocab vocabulary vocabulary yes so yeah. like, like i constructed my own language out of the music i'm playing yeah let's say wow like this. that sounds amazing so and it's all different genres that you then use yes of course i don't i'm uh, i'm out of generous person i uh, mm -hmm. i i don't feel huge difference between uh, 
Michael Jackson, uh, DBC, uh, Tchaikovsky, or Freddie Mercury. I mean, it's yeah. different in different types of music, but all of the, uh, these people were telling about the feelings. They were trying to share their thoughts and feelings through the music. And they just had um, different tools to do that. But yeah. it's not that uh, Tchaikovsky was doing uh, in his way and Freddie Mercury were doing in in uh, his way. But if they were telling about the same things, why it should be completely different? It's just, yeah. it's just different colors, like, you know, which you put on the palette. Yeah. So yes, I play everything. And and with the harp, you also is it difficult to do these genres that you play? So, for example, because I associate uh, the harp with cl a very classical music. It's uh, that's a stereotypes. That's another uh, part of my life, yeah. and I always have that everywhere, even uh, uh, in the United States or Asia or Russia or Europe. Every everyone uh, think that the harp is kind of baroque or romantic instrument, yeah. and uh, but instrument is the instrument. Instrument is the tool. You can play accordion or tam-tam or anything, you know, piano, flute, whatever. Uh, it uh, depends the way you hold it, the way you uh, okay. the way you speak through that, then you can you can play any kind of music. Of course, uh, ar arrangements uh, are not difficult to make. Sometimes it takes a lot of time, like, for example, Petrushka by Stravinsky took me almost half a year, but because there were a lot of small, very uh, difficult techniques. Uh, okay. But it's more difficult to choose because when you choose the composition, you already need to hear the final result, and this result should uh, satisfy satisfy yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it will be uh, a huge disappointment after a disappointment after two months of work and so on. Yeah. So I'm choosing very carefully, and then I'm doing the arrangement. And sometimes it takes few days. Sometimes it takes few months. And you also um, uh, compose yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also... Yes, but mm. it started It started very early. I, I, I came to my parents with the first composition in the age of six, just the moment wow. I started to play the harp. But uh, later, it was not always uh, the same part of my life. Uh, first of all, uh, I wanted to... Um, uh, I wanted to write a very simple composition, so very, you know, flat and uh, without any um, difficulties, like, you know, some kind of extra difficulties in it. And I had a lot of compositions in my storage from my childhood like this, very simple. And uh, but my teachers and my parents and everybody were saying, yeah, but it's not serious. You need to write serious music. And you know how much disappointed I was that uh, just 10 years later in, uh, in my already teenager time, this simple music became very, very popular. Like, uh, you know, Ludovica Einaudi and Stephen Reich and all this neoclassical, how we call it now. So, and uh, now I'm trying to come, come back writing more and more music um, 
it's it's very difficult always to to find your own style yes it's mm-hmm. it's difficult and also it takes a lot of time and uh, uh, either you play or organize the uh, things or either you compose you cannot just take one hour and go. it's a meditation you need a full full free day and better free week and or free month so that's uh, that's difficult but i'm trying as uh, uh, always if i have just uh, time for myself i'm trying to sit down and compose just something like tchaikovsky always did his uh, credo his uh, motto was to compose every day at least one page but every day it could be bad it could be good but uh, you're doing something every day and that's that's important yes well, this is so. This is actually so sad that you were, and um, you know that the pieces that you did compose when you were young, and you say they were simple. That it, you know, that you were discouraged uh, to do it because it could, like you say, it could have. It's it's a, a style and it's a way of composing that you should actually now um, reinvent them again. You know. Yes. Because, yeah. Yes, but you know, in Russia, it's completely different uh, uh, type of education. If I would uh, uh, be raised in the United States, uh, you know, people uh, people are very proud of everything what what they do, especially what their kids do, and they sharing that immediately, even if it's uh, well, if it's mediocre or not professional. And in Russia, it's a very high standards, always very high standards. Or you're doing something on a very high standards, or they, you know, they would uh, uh, rather, you know, keep it out, like hide it, because it's, oh, I see. Yeah. it's, it's like in China as well, very high standards and people should, should uh, match these standards. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a pity, really, because I think maybe they, there are many young children that uh, could develop into something, but maybe just later in their lives. And um, and it's it's good to be able to, like you did at a young age, to compose. But luckily, it's, it's, you still do it. Yeah. Yes, uh, it's good. But you know uh, what. Um, the the big, biggest difference between Russia, China, and you know Asian, uh, um, Asia and Europe and the United States, uh, we um, we have of course our very um, very close system and a lot of discipline, and people they cannot uh, they cannot be very bright. They cannot develop in different uh, different directions, but they have a lot of discipline discipline just to do something where maybe small but with a lot of uh, um, a lot of concentration and uh, um, in switzerland when i was studying in switzerland in the academy in zurich i felt like i have all kind of possibilities i were uh, i were sometimes uh, visiting 10 different uh, classes of new music mm-hmm. old music uh, uh, computer music uh, uh, arrangement everything but uh, then it's it's not enough discipline mm-hmm. nobody nobody tells you like okay now you do that or you just go out everything is more democratical and uh, it's it's good but for for uh, breakthroughs it's it's not enough okay. you need much much more just to make a breakthrough 
the mm. combination of these two sides, let's say. Yeah, uh, there should be a middle way, you know, like a, a golden way of meeting the two sides. Exactly. Yeah. But now, um, uh, Alexander, tell me what what would be your wish for the future? In which way? Anyway, you you can you can uh, speak a wish today. Um, <laughs> good question. My if if we're talking about my own future inside yeah. this world, then uh, I I see my future is uh, uh, more about uh, teaching and sharing because mm -hmm. somehow I feel responsible. Uh, because a lot of a lot of the, a lot of things that I do and I did. Uh, are not based on my uh, own work. There were a lot of work, but there is something on top, something what I got from outside. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, uh, you, somebody call it talent, somebody call it inspiration, you know, but anyway, if you get something, you need to give back. So uh, the... I see my future in uh, in sharing. That's why I did this uh, World Harp Day uh, in this, um, uh, movement, you know, to um, create uh, uh, the, um, a huge um, community of harpists and doing something together. We are right now. We are talking about how we can also make a new uh, new step for for the situation to you know to show the solidarity to connect the people and so on so on and of course i will be teaching a lot i'm teaching online i, I hope to have my own position and so on so on but uh, there is a lot of things to try and i like to try new things and there is a lot of um, um a lot to discover so mm -hmm. but uh, if we talk about the not me in the world but the world around uh then i just i just really hope that uh we will find the common common language and it will be less about the conference and more about uh creating the the things together it's not only about the politics it's about just uh just normal people and the the next the next step i will do is just to try to unite at least these three three countries you know the uh, belarus ukraine and russia and to do something together because mm -hmm. we were we were always together and it's uh doesn't matter what happening it's it's horrible things are happening but uh, we somehow we should uh, go on and keep everything what we build otherwise if there will be a flat you know white white paper it will be very difficult to build something yeah. new and together we need to keep keep a lot and save a lot and of yeah. course save a lot of a lot of a lot of lives that's most important now yeah, yeah. yeah. the good you know the good words the 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 words are uh, everybody now all the world are talking speaking and so on so on but uh, uh, people, uh, the, the, the most important is, of course, to save the people. Yeah. Because without, without the people's lives, it's all just the words. And, yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's also, you know, there are so much positivity also that always comes from situations like that. So 
if we just look at how wonderful people are helping and supporting each other and and how communities stick together then that's also a positive and this is actually what you you know that the fact that you are saying that you are teaching you're giving back this is so um uh, that's so wonderful that you do that because I think it's so important also that a new generation gets uh, the opportunities and that maybe music and especially something like harp, you know, this is also an instrument that uh, that is not, uh, you know, it's not like you a violin that you can take with you everywhere. So it's probably a, a easy instrument to to. Uh, accommodate in your life but for a harp for example you have to have the harp and how do you for example do when you go to concerts do you take your own harp with or do you have to have a, a harp there normally i'm trying to find the uh for harp on on the place um i all my life i'm working with the salvi harps from italy and they're helping me a lot with the instruments so it's um always always a new instrument of course if i play in switzerland or in russia i'm trying to take my own instrument there mm -hmm. are two instruments now i left my uh, other harp in Moscow and uh, one harp I still have in uh, in Zurich. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, you you are totally right. The harp is uh, not a common instrument, yeah. and it gives uh, a lot of uh, fresh, you know, fresh wind for the people because when they are not mm, associating something like uh, the violin or the piano but they have you know completely new experience that mm -hmm. uh, makes their uh, brain work much stronger every new experience and with the harp especially now i can i can give a lot of new experience and that that makes people think yeah. and that's most that most, impor most important of course yeah it's yeah, physiology yeah. And also for people listening, you know, because like for me, for example, I had this stereotypical idea of it just being classical music. And now already that you're talking about playing different genres and it also gives you then that idea, you know, the, or this feeling, oh, I want to hear or I want to uh, listen to something different on the harp. Um, yeah, um, I I hope that I, I published a lot on YouTube, Instagram and Facebook and keep publishing and I hope that uh, people will come. You know, it's it's not getting, it's still very niche, it's very small community. It's not getting viral like some arrangements uh, on the guitar or on the piano, but slowly I can, I can build my community which uh, which will have something in common because everyone who are following me now on social networks you know and in life in general they they are like members of the club they yeah. all have uh, this uh, new experience which they which they got from the harp and they sharing that with others and it's i think it's a, it's a good uh, yeah. good part in life yeah well i that, that's how i discovered you on on instagram where, when you were playing the uh, the what but well, what was that is it the harp because you ha handheld it uh when you played with a with a um duo with a guitar 
There is electric harp. There is electric harp oh, which I, I use. It's it's Delta Delta harp, and uh, sometimes sometimes I use it. It's no, uh, it's not like uh, I use the electric harp for the rock music and the classical harp for classical oh. music. Uh, sometimes uh, absolutely upside down, but uh, the development of the instrument is giving a lot of hope for the future. That in the future we will have even more tools to to do something in you that's wonderful and inspiring really thank you that you are doing do you ever visit vienna uh actually actually yes uh i was playing there a few times uh, and, uh, and it's i mean it's wonderful city and i I just signed up with the agency in Vienna, so I really hope that there will be more more opportunities, yeah. more things to to do mm. in Vienna, and also to 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 teach. Uh, because you know, Vienna always give the high standards of culture, and uh, everyone, the teachers, the students, musicians, they feel their responsibility. That now yeah. we should do, uh, we should do the best we can, and it's it's important to have uh, the the places with such history and such a mood background. So yeah, I I will be very happy to come again to to Vienna, and to, you know, to well, to achieve more there. Let's make that part of your wish. Yes, that's yeah. exactly that's part <laughs> of my wish. Yeah. Now, Alexander, I want to ask you one more thing. In um, you, you have been in Zurich a lot. Is there a a, a coffee shop or a place uh, where you regularly visit that you want to just mention? Because I do shout outs for uh, people to to uh, mention their favorite coffee shop or restaurant. Um, do you have such a place? Uh, well. Normally, if I come to Zurich, I always go to, you know, to Bellevue. There yeah. is the uh, cafe called Felix. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's the place uh, uh, made together with the Teuscher and the Teuscher chocolates. You know, this uh, very famous Swiss truffles. Oh, and. Okay. Yes, and it's you know uh, like an old-fashioned, awful, a little bit like a Viennese cafe with yeah. roses, with uh, a very special architecture, with balcony uh, inside the uh, inside the room. So it's a it's a very special atmosphere, and I always uh, always go there. There were also live music before when I was stu student. I was coming there to play, and now I just come to I just come to visit. But, okay. Well, Zurich is nice city, and yeah. Um, okay, I, so I will, I will, um, I will put the link of their business. I will put also in the description. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that would be wonderful. Yeah, but um, Alexandra, thank you so much for your time and for speaking to me in these uh, difficult uh, circumstances as well. And I really hope that you get your flight uh, soon. I hope to, and thank you very much, Petra. It's uh, it's wonderful to meet you, and I hope to meet you in in the real life. Um, we'll we'll yeah. put Vienna on your wish. We we exactly. put it on your wish list. So so please let me know when you're here. Sure. 
Okay. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Okay. And all the best to, to you for, uh, for France, for your concerts. Okay. For sure. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Alexander. Have a lovely thank day. Thank you.